I would say money is like nothing to be feared. Mm-hmm. Money, money is just a tool. Money is just something to help you get what you want and help you uh, learn more about yourself, help you create more experiences mm-hmm. with your family and your loved ones. It's not something to hold super tight and to be feared mm-hmm. because there's always going to be money around. Instead, like you should just enjoy life. You should like enjoy spending time with your family and enjoy spending time with your friends and treat your friends and treat your family. Hi there, sunshine. Welcome to the second season of Moments with Chrissy. If you're looking for a safe space to hear and relate to the stories of the soul and the heart, then you are at the right place. Here we will tackle discussions that involve speaking our truth, manifesting our dreams, fighting for compassionate collaboration, and creating a wiser and healthier society. We here value enriching culture, sustainable lifestyle, and kinder relationships. Now, if this sounds something that you could be interested in, please take a sit, lean back, and listen in. We are about to go for a ride. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited for this episode because I'll be bringing in someone who actually have not met yet in person, but as our conversation, during our conversation, I did find a lot of purpose and intent in the work that he does in helping out people. And so I do want to happily introduce to you Mike, who is a self-proclaimed money coach. And I can definitely attest after joining some of his IGTV sessions in bringing in individuals who share tips and advice on, let's say, topics like buying your first home, saving well and effectively, and also being um, knowledgeable in their finances as an entrepreneur, that he is someone who can bring a lot of story and lessons in the journey that he's gone through. He's an Ivy graduate, and during his free and busy times, it seems like he is continuously learning, applying, and teaching personal finance to many and all. Today, we will hear about his journey and his perspective. So, welcome, Mike. (laughs) Hey, Chrissy. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really happy to be here. Of course, no problem. Hopefully, in our conversation, uh, we can both learn from each other. Uh, Mostly, I feel like it will be a conversation where many people hearing this episode will learn from you. So um, before we dive in deep, I do want to break the ice much more um, because I know that we haven't really had too many conversations. So um, there is just a very short rapid fire round and then I'll just be asking you some random questions. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, I'm a little scared, but yes, let's get started. <laughs> it's okay, it's not too random. Um, but so first question is chocolate or candies? Chocolate. Boats or plane? Planes. Planes, okay. Um Blue or green? Blue. Silver or gold? Silver. Coffee or tea? Definitely tea. I like my green tea. Just plain black, uh, plain green tea. No, no honey. No milk. Yeah, just just normal, just normal green tea. <laughs> Sometimes uh, chamomile if I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> oh, 
That's a good one. Um, and the last one to rapid fire is movies or music? Oh my gosh, that's a hard <laughs> one. I would say music. I, I don't know if you've seen on my Instagram, but I am a huge, huge Mariah Carey fan. <gasps> and I always play it on my Instagram feed. And it's like, it's pretty close to reality. I'm like literally always playing it like while working, when I wake up, when I go to sleep. It drives everyone in my household crazy. So definitely <laughs> music. <laughs> I love Mariah Carey. I feel like I've oh seen it in one of your posts, but I'm not, it's a bit blurry. But I think, I think I remember it. Um, what, what's your favorite song of Mariah Carey's? Uh, there's so, so many. Okay, I think my most, like, favorite one and, like, probably the one that, like, made me find her yeah. was We Belong Together. <gasps> oh my, do you, Such a classic. Do you memorize the rap part after, like, right in the middle? Like, Wait, there's a rap part? Wait, sorry, not a rap part, but, like... <laughs> Um, I can sleep at night when you are on my mind. Da -da 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 -da. Like that. Oh part. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I definitely know it. I've sang that song like so, 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 so often. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I'm so glad that I'm with a Mariah Carey fan. I love her. She's a classic, hundred percent. Yes, you are a fellow lamb. That's what her fans are called. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that. Okay, I guess I'm a lamb. Um, Yes, you are. <laughs> Speaking of which, what is your spirit animal? My spirit animal is and has always been a dolphin because oh. I absolutely love swimming. I feel like dolphins are friendly and yeah, I feel like I've actually never met them in real life, but yeah. I'm sure if we met in real life, we would just get along. <laughs> oh my gosh, mine too is dolphin. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Uh, wow, we have so much in common. I know, I know. Well, thank you, universe, for <laughs> for bringing us together in this call. Um, but yeah, dolphins are like so sweet. Um, did you get a chance to swim with them? I think there's like some activities um, that allow. Have you tried that, like swimming with the dolphins? No, I haven't mm. tried it, but that's definitely something I want to try. I used to go to Cuba a lot with my family. Yeah. I've never got to swim with dolphins, but yeah, next time I go, I'm yeah. going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be so much fun. And the last question that I have in this round is, what's one food that you can have for an entire year? Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, I'm a very, very picky eater. That's, like, another thing about me that okay. I <laughs> find it very difficult because, like, I, I like to, like, spread out my meals. Like, I can't have the same thing for lunch and dinner. Like, it yeah. has to be different. Uh, and also, being a picky eater is actually a good thing because it makes you a better cook. Because mm. if I cook something bad, then I'm, like, I'm not eating this. <laughs> so all of, the, all of the food that I make has to meet my own qualities, which is pretty high. <laughs> yeah, expensive life. <laughs> yes, yes, but you can make a lot of good, affordable food uh, uh, at a cheap price, but still tastes good. That's true. Like finding ways to make things better with like those yeah. spices and herbs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, well, great. Now I feel like we're ready to dive in. Um, Usually the first question that I ask is quite broad, so feel free to take this however you want to. But if someone were to ask you randomly after, of course, having um, read your post or maybe have joined your sessions, they just randomly ask you, 
who is Mike and what's your journey? Uh, what's your story? How would you how would you answer that? Yeah, so I guess my story goes back a long time. Uh, it goes back to when I was, I guess, in elementary school. So maybe I was like, I don't know, around like 10 or 8 or something like that. Yeah. And it was it was difficult uh, growing up because my family, we had a lot of financial difficulties. Uh, my mom is from Mauritius, which is a small island near Africa or mm-hmm. in Africa. Uh, and then my dad is Korean, so he's from Korea, but then they came here. Mm-hmm. And we had a relatively, like, good time like they were they both had jobs and they were very successful um, my mom's a nurse and my dad had his own business and then um, eventually we started to have a lot of financial difficulties when I was around like 10 or 8 years old mm-hmm. where we actually almost lost the house that we lived under mm-hmm. and that was a really really scary time and I just remember how much fear I had when it came to money it was like, oh my gosh, like money's so stressful and money's like so scary and you, you can't take any risks. And that's the reason why when I was growing up, even though I loved like visual arts, I love music, I love painting, I love like singing, I realized that I couldn't do these things. Mm. I realized I was too scared and it was too risky for me to pursue these like career choices. And that's the reason why I decided to do something like very, very stable, probably the most like stable thing that you can do, which was accounting and finance. So that's the reason why I went to like Western University, went, got into a very, very prestigious business school in order to learn about money and learn about um, accounting and finance. Uh, even though it was like probably something I really absolutely did not like, <laughs> because like imagine like thinking think of an artist, yeah, like and a musician trying yeah. to be an accountant. It's yeah. like it's like the hardest type of role. Like left brain, right brain. It's like exactly, yeah. exactly. So uh, even though I was I pursued accounting and finance, I successfully like passed my CPA exam, uh, and so that's good. And then I got a job in accounting and finance at one of the big four accounting firms. Uh, but the thing is, is that I absolutely hated it. I like, did not like it at all, which I knew that I didn't like. And But then the thing is, is that once I graduated, I actually realized that I had a good understanding of my personal finances. Mm. Like I knew how to budget, I knew how to create a plan, I knew how to invest my money because that's what I learned during school. But the thing is, a lot of people around me, they were struggling. I looked at like my, my family members, my sister, my cousins, uh, some of my really close friends who I love and who I trust. They were really struggling with their finances. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, like, I can help you. Like, I, I can help you with the, your finances and because I have these skills. So I just helped them like for free. And their life was like changed. They were like, oh my gosh, like... This is like life changing. This is so amazing. And that is the reason why that I started my Instagram page and started my business life planting because mm-hmm. I wanted to start a coaching business where I could transform people's lives and help them learn how to be financially stress free and also make money in their sleep through investing. So that is the story. Wow, that's amazing. That's such a huge switch of perspective in your relationship with money, probably change too with time because you did say that going through that as a child it's probably something that's been on top of your mind while understanding that 
you had other interests. So making a decision to jump into an industry where you're like, this is not for me. I don't think that this is something that I would enjoy, but you did it out of, what was it? What was the motivation? What, how, it's such a strong motivation, but what was it that really made you take that risk or make that change? Right. Yeah. I think it came to the point where we were like almost losing our house Mm -hmm. and like our parents were just like in a very like rocky, Mm -hmm. um, I guess like like constantly like arguments and shouting Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And there were times where like I, I had to like stop piano lessons because we couldn't afford it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I really just understood the, the emotional and, negative impacts that financial problems have on your life and the life of a child yeah Yeah. and I remember like when I was only 10 years old like laying awake at night and I remember thinking like oh like I will never for my future family and and when I'm older I will never let them go through this situation again wow and I remember I went to the bank with my mom uh, when I was like a little bit older, maybe I was like in high school, so like 16 years old. And then I was asking her like basic like money questions. I was like, oh, like what what are investments? How do you budget? I was just like very, very basic questions. And my mom's just like, why are you asking me? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was so shocked. I'm like, wait, you're an adult. You're a grown adult and you don't know how to invest your money. You don't know how to manage it properly. Yeah. And then that clicked. I'm like, oh, when people do not understand about their personal finances and don't know how to manage money, that creates a lot of problems in the future. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and that's exactly what I don't want. That's exactly what I want to avoid. Mm -hmm. So that's, that was like the switch where I was like, okay, I am going to put these things on hold. I'm not going to pursue music right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pursue art right now. And instead I need to learn the skill. I need to learn how to be financially independent and that was the major switch that I had Mm, that makes a lot of sense and so brave so kudos to you for making that happen (laughs) now you're a full-brained human being (laughs) you have your left brain fully at capacity and also (laughs) your right brain too which is amazing um and so being in business school and learning about finance and accounting Um, what was the biggest challenge and the biggest reward that you've had going through that experience? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest challenge was just being in such a competitive environment because uh, the Ivy Business School, which is uh, at Western University, is like very, like, it's like put on a pedestal. So like it attracts uh, people from, very like privileged families the tuition is also really really expensive it's like thirty thousand dollars per year yeah (laughs) so it definitely it attracts people from very privileged backgrounds they these are like the people from like private schools and um all of that so you're competing with them and uh it was really difficult especially when i wasn't like 100% passionate about like finance and accounting and these are people that are like are really really great at numbers but I think that was a struggle but I think the greatest reward is all of the friendships that I yeah uh so uh, I talk about I talked about this recently on my Instagram page but but I think before before going to the Ivy Business School I actually had a lot of 
envy and jealousy mm-hmm. uh, towards people who are more privileged than I, I was. Because mm-hmm. I always saw that, oh my gosh, like they have so much, they're so lucky. And this actually really um, hurt my ability to make friendships with people who were from rich and privileged backgrounds. But the thing is, is that there's nothing like bad about them. Like they, they, that was just like the family that they were born in. Yeah. And there are some good rich people and there are some bad rich people yeah. as well. So uh, going to the Ivy Business School, I realized that like, no, like these are good people. Like some of these people are really, really good people. And some of those relationships have been like lifelong friendships that I've built. And it really changed my outlook that, you know, not all rich people are bad and there are good rich people as well. (laughs) Yeah. Must be like, as you were building those friendships, it must be such a great revelation to you to understand that, oh, like, you know, it's circumstance and that there is a way for me to change it. And so I guess my next question is would be with this initiative that you've built um was that something that you've always thought of doing post-graduation or did that come about from a situation or an interaction yeah so after i graduated i think it was back in 2019 i graduated uh, i got a very like typical like accounting job at a big one of the big four accounting firms and pretty much I felt like my soul was like leaving me (laughs) like it was just like not a very fun experience and I wanted something to be able to spark my creativity Mm. Um, so I first started life planting which was um, just a personal finance blog and this was so much fun because before I used to start do website development as a business actually like back in like second year yeah so it was just like I I think like looking at a website is just like such a such a like it's like a big art art it project, is. right? It's <laughs> like you get to pick the colors, you yeah. get to choose all of the pictures. Yeah. So I created this website in order to help people with their personal finances, um, and it, I was able to like spark my creativity and be creative. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that I actually don't like writing. <laughs> I am not a good writer. Um, I think I'd rather do numbers rather than writing. So I'm not a good writer. So blogging probably wasn't the best medium for me. (laughs) And the second thing was that like some people would read the blog articles and they'd be like, yeah, that's like useful. Thanks. Thanks for writing it type of thing. Mm -hmm. But like, I wanted to see a transformation. I wanted to see someone like go from like point A, which is like extremely stressed and like, just like don't know anything (laughs) all the way to like, oh my gosh, like, I'm, like, so confident, yeah. I can do this, I, yeah. I have full control of my money, and I wanted to walk them through that process, which mm. is why I started coaching, and I wanted to um, actually work with, one-on-one with people, mm. and, yeah, that's why I started uh, personal finance coaching. That's really great, and I guess I want to ask more questions about that, but I, I feel like there's one question that was on my mind which is in your transitions from when you were young to high school to university to where you are right now, how has your relationship with money changed, like your perspective on it? Yeah. 
I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, so back in childhood, and especially the way that I was raised, mm-hmm. because my mom, she grew up in Mauritius, and my her family grew up really, really poor. Like, mm-hmm. both my grandparents, mm-hmm. they were orphans. Like, they didn't have any parents. They, they were literally, like, they're Chinese. They were literally shipped on a boat, and then they landed in Mauritius, <laughs> like, as children. What? So... That was how they grew up. Yeah. They had no family. They had no connections. And they were just like, here, start a new life on this like really small island. Yeah. So there are certain mindsets and certain perspectives that poor and low-income families have. Yeah. They think that money is like so important. Money yeah. is really hard to make. Um, you should always save your money and not spend it. Yeah. So this was like the mentality that I had uh, growing up because my mom shared this mindset for, towards me as well. Mm-hmm. And yes, although this mindset did help me to like be more frugal and like save my money, mm-hmm. the thing that it really, I guess, like hindered me was when I ever wanted to, I guess, like spend money. Yeah. <laughs> because like in order to be happy, you need to know how to save money for your future self, but yeah. you also need to know how to spend money as well. Yeah. And a really good story that I wanted to share about me not being able to spend money is when I went to Poland. I really I, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. When I went Go to ahead. Poland, yeah. I, I was there for two months <laughs> and I didn't want to invest twenty dollars in pots and pans. Oh. I was like $20 on pots and pans, that's a waste of money. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do that. And so instead, I, I just starved myself. I just didn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> and, then I was, and then I realized, I'm like, okay, like, I don't think I'm going to make it back yeah. to Canada. I don't, <laughs> if I don't start eating. So then I invested in pots and pans, yeah. paid $20, and then I was able to cook myself food. Yeah. But that's the thing. I had this mindset that, oh my gosh, like, money is so sacred and it's so important mm. that, I'm not worthy of being, of spending money. Mm. I, I would rather deteriorate my health yeah. rather than to spend money. Yeah. So the difference between then and now is that, oh my gosh, like I know that money is just a tool. Yeah. Money is a tool to enhance my life, to enhance my health, to enhance my brain, to enhance my uh, education. Mm-hmm. So now when I'm investing in like, coaching programs or courses like I spend like thousands of dollars I probably spent close to like twelve thousand dollars in just my own education and just coaching programs uh and that is the difference between my mindset about money in the past Mm -hmm. and where it is today yeah huge difference it's like when you were telling me about Poland and I actually saw that post too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this guy changed so much. Um, but yeah, it's like that scarcity mindset is now an abundance mindset where you're spending more, but you're actually also growing much more. So exactly. yeah, that, that's amazing. And I feel like that's what's lacking in most people. And I'm so glad that you're stating that message because I feel like yeah I I feel like I don't know if I told you about this but um, my dad and my parents like they don't know anything about investing as much like they probably just follow what the financial manager tells them to you're like this is the way to go like okay we'll do that and then we'll just keep the money there until we retire and we'll take it out right very standard and it's because of education too right um, when 
they moved here, they didn't really have the capability to take as much risks. So, yeah. yeah. And so hearing from my dad, he's like, you know what? Like when I was young and I see this in my friends because he has friends who are pretty rich and started rich too. And so mm -hmm. he's like, I want you because now um, you're in a place where you can do that to take risks and learn about money and understand that even though you're earning money, it's not really yours until you spend it. Because like, we're, you can't really take money after you pass away, right? It's, it's something, yeah. it's a utility, right? So I'm just glad to hear like your story on that as well. And it's crazy, like from, from nothing, almost nothing from like struggling to in, in a place where you're now contributing to people to have a better relationship with money as well. So that's, that's really great. Um, which brings me to the next thought that I had. Um, having a side hustle, um, and I know that you work full-time right now, um, having a side hustle really does require consistency and time. How do you balance that or what keeps you going? Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's a very loaded question <laughs> <laughs> i think it's mm -hmm. having a greater purpose mm -hmm. right because yeah. yeah like having a side hustle is not going to be easy there's going to be an entrepreneurship in general yeah is not going to be easy there's lots of ups and downs mm -hmm. uh both emotionally that you face and just like, just everything. There's lots of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that keeps me going is having a purpose. Mm -hmm. I think my purpose is to have freedom mm -hmm. because I know how difficult it is to have financial issues and how, how restricting it feels. It's like, oh, you want to do piano lessons? No, you can't because now you don't have money. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, you want to go to a nice restaurant to spend time with your family? No, you can't do that because you don't have money. Or, you know, you want to go on a vacation, spend time with your loved ones? Nope, you can't do that because you don't have money. Right? So I know how difficult and how restricting it feels to have money. And I definitely know that this is not the life that I want. Yeah. Right? I want a life, like my, at the end of the day, money isn't everything, but my, what money does is that it gives you, uh, gives you options. It gives yeah. you opportunities. And that is the reason why that I'm striving for financial independence so that in yeah. the future, if I want to go on a spontaneous vacation with my family, <laughs> I can do that. Like if yeah. I want to, uh, one of my biggest goals is to spend money on my family to go to Mauritius because we've never been back. We've never been able to afford to go back to yeah. a Mauritius. So I think it would just be such a life changing and like pivotal moment to be able to send all of us to go to Mauritius and learn about our roots. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think just having a sense of purpose that keeps you going through all of the lows and keeps you driving through the highs. Yeah. No, that, that's really great to hear um, and purpose really do can drive you to move forward and take like even overcome the challenges that you do face which you did mention 
nothing's easy in life generally, but also much more if you add more, let's say, responsibilities in your life. So um, that's great. I really hope that you get to visit Mauritius with your family um, one <laughs> Thank day. You. Yeah. Yes, one day. One day soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was telling my friend, um, you're like, uh, I want to travel to a different country and all that. We're like, yeah, maybe in five years or three years. Um, but hopefully it's much sooner than that. <laughs> yes, um, definitely once the pandemic uh, blows over, yeah. um, we'll definitely be able to travel. And traveling is one of those things that is like, people sometimes see it as like an expense. Like, oh my gosh, I have to like, you know, pay yeah. an expense in order to go travel. But I truly think that like, travel is such a investment it's mm -hmm. an investment in yourself you're mm -hmm. learning about yourself especially if you go solo traveling i definitely recommend going solo traveling or at least with like a close friend yeah because you learn so much about yourself you learn how big the world is mm -hmm. i think like i'm from canada i'm in toronto and like yeah. i like never visited like europe or like before before like uh, before i was like 18 or something i never visited europe i never visited asia yeah and I, I was never out of canada or the u.s so like yeah. i i was so so sheltered and then the moment that i went to poland and visited europe my whole life was changed i was like the world is so big like yeah literally the, the opportunities are endless you can go anywhere you can get a job across the world and just start living there like and meet so many amazing friends and amazing people yeah um uh, yeah Tell me about that, your trip in Poland. What was that? And yeah. I'm yeah, sure. it was so it was in my first year of university. So I was probably around like 18 or 19. Okay. And it was like very spontaneous because like I was part of this organization called Isaac. I'm not sure if you know about it. I Do you know about Isaac it? too? <laughs> okay, I knew Stop it. Like it. obviously. <laughs> I feel like we get along so well. Yeah. So yeah. That's cool. <laughs> okay. For yeah. all of your listeners, it's like a little culty. Yeah, it's like, you know this guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was part of this organization which promotes uh, university students to go abroad and do either volunteering or to uh, work with, do like work internships abroad. And the thing is, I was like convincing people to like go abroad. I was like, you should go abroad and you should go abroad. And then they're like, have you gone abroad? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't, but like, you should. Anyway, so I was just, I didn't feel like aligned. So I was like, maybe I should like actually go to see if I believe in this program. So then I just, honestly, the reason why I chose Poland wasn't because I was like, oh, I want to learn about Poland and oh, Poland is so cool. It was because I had no clue what to expect. I was like, what is Europe? Like, yeah. <laughs> I've never been and I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom like, yeah. what, what are different countries and in Europe like like are yeah. they the same yeah <laughs> they are so sheltered <laughs> yeah. so I went to Poland and it was life-changing I realized how big the world was I realized how different it is there and I've made so many lifelong connections mm -hmm. uh, one of my best friends is I met there and she lives in Switzerland mm -hmm. and I was really really fortunate enough to visit her once I graduated so in 2019 mm -hmm. I went back to Europe I went to Spain, Portugal, and Switzerland, and I met up with her. And it was just like, nothing has changed. We were like, still besties. We yeah. went clubbing. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was amazing. That's so nice. With like, that one decision, you know, 
changed so much, changed you a lot. Um, and do you think that going through that, you were in your first year, right? So that must be really something like, welcome to university and it's like, <laughs> let's fly to Poland. <laughs> um, what would you say um, has that trip given to you I know you mentioned about lifelong friendships and like learning more about the world how vast it is but what did that impact um your mindset on let's say yourself the way you know yourself um and what was that like what was that because you traveled on your own too so what did you find out about yourself in your travel yeah I think it was a lot of like growing up and maturity because like yes I was at uh, university like alone because my family's in Toronto and then I moved to London Ontario which is like two hours away so technically I was like alone then I was also like really sheltered because I was like in residence I had like the cafe so like I wasn't like (laughs) making any food and like I had like all of my close friends around because a lot of my friends from high school went to school with me and Poland was like the first time where I was like truly alone like there was no one there was like no one close who could help me or could um, look after me and that was like the first time when I was alone and I had so much time to self-reflect I went on solo traveling trips and I had to like figure out how to like go through all of the buses or take the train all by myself in a completely different language and somehow make it back alive. I I had to like cook for myself. I had to do do laundry and do all of these things all by myself. And it really changed my mindset that like before I was so scared. I was like, oh, I don't know what if I'm going to survive in another country. And then after the trip, I was like, yo, I can do anything. Like, <laughs> yo, send me to, like, Southeast Asia or send yeah. me to, like, anywhere. Like, I'll be perfectly fine because I know that I can do this. Yeah, yeah. And has that mentality um, trickled down in your ability or your decision to take on this initiative, which is plant your money? Um, has that, is there a connection or do you think, I'm just making up a story. <laughs> yeah, there, there's definitely a connection. Yeah. I think, um, I guess, number one, it's like, yeah, I can do anything. Like, yeah. anything that I put my mind to, mm-hmm. anything that I'm passionate about, anything yeah. that I really want to make work, I mm-hmm. can make it work yeah. if I put my mind to it. Yeah. Uh, a second thing is that <laughs> I also got the travel bug. I attract, attracted the travel bug. So Uh-oh. I knew that I wanted to see the world. Mm. I saw Poland and, like, some of the Eastern Europe Europe countries, like, Budapest, Prague, Berlin, and it was so amazing. And I was just like, I I need to see the rest of the world. Like, I need to go to Asia. I need to go to Australia. And I was like, would my 9-to-5 job be able to provide this for me? (laughs) And I was just like, no, this job. Yeah, like two-week vacation once a year. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to cut it. Like, that's not going to work. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what are some of the things I can do? And starting a business was one of them, especially a digital business. Like, I do all my coaching online. Mm -hmm. And, like, I could, like, my dream is in, by the end of 2022, is to be able to be, to quit my job, Mm -hmm. quit my 9-to-5 job, and just 
be working on my business and I don't know, be in like Southeast Asia and just hop on a coaching call and start coaching people and working any, from anywhere in the world. That's amazing. Um, that's not a secret, right? So we can. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Sure. <laughs> it's now not a secret. <laughs> no, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm really. I feel like the world is moving towards that too. So it's so great that you've started this project that has somehow like transitioned well to the new reality. So that's that's really great. And you're probably after a year and a half of working on this initiative, you've probably learned so much about the conversations you've had and like the the articles that you've written and the the posts that you've done. So uh, was there um, a specific milestone that you found when in this project that you've, you've created? Um, what would you say is a milestone? Yeah, so I, I would say the first milestone was like actually making money through the yeah. business. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even know that it was possible. Uh, because I started the blog in 2019 and it was not to make money. It was just because I wanted sure. to sh talk about yeah. personal finance. And then once I realized that I wanted to do coaching, this was kind of in 2020, kind of when the pandemic hit. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, Perfect. I think it was like March around like yeah. May or something, yeah. probably a year from now. I yeah. was like, I really want to do coaching. And the milestone that kind of also got rid of this uh, poverty mindset. So like the, the scarcity mindset yeah. of hoarding money yeah. is that there is this person who was a business coach teaching other coaches how to build a coaching business. Okay. And I knew him because he went to my university. He went to my school. So I knew him in person. And it was a $5,000 coaching program. And I wasn't even working for a full year yet. Yeah. I was like working for a few months. Yeah. And he was like, do you want in? I'm like, do you, do you want to go into this program? And I was just like, ah. And like, <laughs> yeah, like all of my teachings in the yeah. past, everything that my mom taught me of, you know, don't spend your money, like, <laughs> do anything was just was coming up and I'm like no I can't do it I can't do it yeah. and then I decided to do it because yeah. I was like I know I trust in myself I mm. believe in myself mm -hmm. that I can make this work mm -hmm. and then so I joined the program and yes the program was good but I think what was even better was that mindset shift of like mm. from that scarcity abundant scarcity to abundant mindset of mm -hmm. you know I can spend money because I know that money is going to come back to me. Mm. So I spent this $5,000. It was a lot of money, but I made it back within two months. That's amazing. Yeah. Good job. And uh, yeah. And ever since then, I've been so more confident and mm. so much more willing to invest in myself and invest mm -hmm. in my education because, you know, I know that I'll, I'll work hard to make this investment worthwhile mm -hmm. and that money is going to come back to me and flow back to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. I feel like that's a very rare trait, I think, um, just by talking to people and hearing, you know, what are the risks that you've taken, risks that you've taken, and coming from a mindset that's completely different, you've taken that leap, and now you're like, I can do much more, <laughs> which is great. Yes. And so with your conversations with people that you've coached, or even talked to, what do you think is the biggest a lifestyle mistake that people tend to do uh, tend to make 
Um, and second, the biggest financial mistake. And if they're in, if they're interdependent, you can talk about that too. Hmm. I would say the biggest lifestyle mistake mm -hmm. is thinking that they that being rich is bad <laughs> mm. so a lot of people they're like oh you know like i just want to be comfortable i just want to be like average and like middle class I i'm like totally fine with that and then mm. i ask them i'm like why yeah. and they're like oh well like rich people like are portrayed bad mm. they're greedy they're doing all of these bad things and I'm like, well, that, that's not the case. Like, like I learned that there are good people. There are also bad people. Like, there's good poor people. There's also bad poor people. Yeah. There's good rich people and there's bad rich people. Yeah. So I think that that was, like, something that a lot of them need to, to work towards. Because if you wanted to be rich, you actually have more. Or, like, maybe another word for rich is just wealthy. Like, if you're wealthy, mm -hmm. what could you do? Mm -hmm. like yes you could just like buy gucci bags all day and just like flaunt your wealth yeah. or you could like maybe give back to your non-profit non organizations and give back to people who actually need help because now you have that time and that energy mm -hmm. and they're like oh like that is true like i i can be like a good rich person or a good wealthy person yeah. or like you know now that you don't have to work your nine to five job now you can actually spend time with your family all day like mm -hmm. isn't that awesome isn't that really great like wouldn't your future kids be happy about that yeah. they're like yeah that is true <laughs> <laughs> so that really changes them changes them to do actions that are to help them actually be financially independent and to be a wealthy person mm. by changing the thought that rich people are actually good and once I'm a rich person, I can do good things. Mm. Yeah, it's like what you get is something that you can give back. It doesn't have to be something that is just selfish. So, exactly. um, and so with that, so, and, and this is probably a recurring topic that I've brought up because I find it very fascinating and something that anyone and everyone could learn from is having that courage to take leaps of faith to learn more about yourself and the world around you. And this way you can give back. Like for you, when you change your, when you had that mindset um, shift, um, it's, is that, um, has that helped with um, your conversations with people who are coming from that mindset that you had previously as well? Like, do you find that when they talk about these perspectives, it's something that you can relate to as well? <laughs> yes, definitely. I'm like, yo, I know I was like in your shoes like a few years ago. Like, I know exactly what you're feeling. I know exactly what you're going through. Um, and it's interesting because I think I'm a pretty like empathetic person. Like I, I mm -hmm. like to put myself in other people's shoes. And, uh, the thing is, is that I have a sister, an older sister who's four years older than me. Mm -hmm. And she actually had like kind of like the opposite experience that I have. Mm -hmm. Like for, for me, I was like, oh, I have to like hold on to wealth and hold it tightly. And then my sister was kind of like the opposite. She's like, oh, like. Uh, like I'm never going to be able to buy a house anyway, so I might as well just like, spend it all now. <laughs> Complete <laughs> so, opposites. <laughs> yeah, so polar. Yeah, yeah. even personality-wise, like polar opposites. But I think being able to put yourself in other people's shoes and figure out why they are mm. 
or like why they are and how they grew up and how that influenced the way that they are really helps me to um, coach people and to guide people to a better habits and better a better life. Yeah, and if there was one thing that you now know um, about yourself and about money um, and about the world, what is one thing that you would have wanted to tell your younger self? I would say money is like nothing to be feared. Mm. Money, money is just a tool. Money is just something to help you get what you want and help you uh, learn more about yourself help you create more experiences mm-hmm. with your family and your loved ones. It's not something to hold super tight and to be feared mm-hmm. because there's always going to be money around. Instead, like you should just enjoy life. You should like enjoy spending time with your family and enjoy spending time with your friends and treat your friends and treat your family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And um, I know it's been a hard time during the pandemic um what is something that you were you are grateful of despite everything yeah so something that i'm really grateful of is really just being able to spend a lot of time with my family Mm -hmm. uh because i spent four years away in university Mm -hmm. so i didn't spend too much time with my family then and then uh, also like coming back to live with your family. I, I'm not sure if any of you listeners can relate, but mm-hmm. I think you go a little crazy because <laughs> you have all of this independence yes. of living away from your family. You can do anything that you want. Um, and then you come back home and you're like, oh, there's rules. Yes. <laughs> do everything that I want. Yeah. Uh, and I had a lot of like, I guess like negative thoughts about this, but I'm like, you know what? Like in a few years, I'm going to be working on my business abroad Mm. and traveling the world. And Mm. I'm going to wish that I could just, you know, go downstairs and talk to my mom or go downstairs and talk to my dad. So I'm like, I'm going to treasure these few months or this, I guess, two years now (laughs) that we've been or a year and a half that we've been in pandemic. But I'm going to treasure this time so that later on when I'm moved out and I'm like more successful, then I can look back at these times and be like, I spent a lot of time with my family and it was a really great time. I love it so much. How about yourself? How, how have you been coping with the pandemic? And what is something that you're thankful for? I'm grateful for my family as well so much. Like, I think our relationship has become so much deeper and stronger because A, there's no excuse to not deal with each other. <laughs> we're just like exactly. bumping heads here and there. But we were able to iron out a lot of arguments or or just differences. And now we're just so much more comfortable with each other. I think that's like what I'm most grateful of. And the second is probably just being here. I feel like so many people are suffering and around the world. And so being able to, you know, wake up another day and like do this and have conversations with people like you. Um, for me, that's a huge thing because conversations now are much more rare, right? So, um, yeah, I think that's what that's what I'm really grateful of. Thanks for asking. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, I think the human connection is so, so important. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm so glad that you invited me here so I can chat with another yes. human being. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. It's so, so nice to have genuine and meaningful conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I appreciate your presence too. And so I usually end my conversations with my lovely guest speakers with this question. And it is, what is your love letter to yourself right now, to Mike? <laughs> mm, my love letter. What, what is a love letter? Or a love <laughs> message. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think my love letter to myself was that, is that you are doing a good job. I think there's a lot of times where I can be really hard on myself and I'm like, oh, this is like not happening fast enough and I'm not, I should work harder and try harder. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say that I am doing a good job. I can do anything that I put my mind to. Yeah. I'm trying my best to help other people with their finances, with managing their money and having control of their life. And um, like keep doing what you're doing like you're doing a good job still continue to enjoy your family still continue to enjoy your friends mm-hmm. uh, and keep it up Aww. yay and Ooh. Mike how can we find you where can we find you yeah so you guys can find me on Instagram uh, Chrissy follows me on Instagram all the time. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I, I go live usually once a week, mm-hmm. uh, sharing a lot of personal finance tips and all of that. And I also share like daily stories. So if you want to learn about managing your finances from both like an emotional perspective as well as like the tangible like how to budget type of thing, then feel free to follow me at Michael E. E. Kim. Yes. Yeah. I listen to Mike's um, IGTV sessions as well. Um, and sometimes I send it to usually four or five people and they know already. They're like, what's this? I'm like, just watch it. You, you <laughs> oh, want to buy a awesome. home soon, right? Just watch it. <laughs> so they pop in as well to just listen in. So um, yeah, thanks again for sharing your story, sharing your journey. Um, but most importantly, sharing yourself to the world and the universe. So keep it up. I'll be watching from the benches. Um, but yeah, thanks again for your time today. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, keep in touch, Chrissy. Yes, we'll keep in touch. Here's to hoping that your day is filled with peace, joy, and love. Keep speaking your truth and manifesting your dreams. And always remember to nurture healthy relating. You may be told that you're not that special, um, but hey, you matter because you are unique. You are put in this earth as an energy container and it's time to open yourself up and share what you've got. I am so rooting for you and hope to have you here again at Moments with Christine.